All right, let's welcome in our next guest, and that's going to be Tony Zabigala, Chief Operations Officer and Senior Wealth Advisor at Strategic Wealth Partners. Welcome to the show, Tony. How you doing? Good. Uh, so markets continue to come under pressure. Stocks in bear market territory, volatility is elevated. Do you see any positive signs out there for investors? Uh, because we've been in this downtrend, uh, and it seems like they're selling every rally. Yeah, so when I take a look at this market, it's getting beaten up by historically high inflation, poorly implemented economic policies. The word recession is spooking every investor right now, but I think at the end of the day, we really need to understand that a recession is a natural part of every business cycle. And I do feel that we're headed for a recession, but I think it's gonna be a soft recession. We've had a, a great 12 year run, but it's time to recalibrate, it's time to take our medicine, and unorganized economic policies have just created a lot of uncertainty. And the market doesn't respond well to that doesn't respond positively to uncertainty. So the market's at, the S&P's at 3750 right now. Pre-COVID levels were about 3400. So I could easily see us retest those 3400 levels. And that's why we're sitting on roughly 10 to 15% in cash. Uh, we wanna be able to deploy some money if we see those levels and get some of that dry powder working. Yeah, I don't think we've seen that uh, complete flush out of the markets, and a lot of people are expecting that. Cash has been building up on the sidelines by a lot of investors uh, at this point. But when, uh, when you mentioned, uh, you know, the business cycle, the recessionary, uh, you know, basically overhang that's out there as everybody's kind of upping their probabilities for a recession, is it different this time due to the fact that we're at full employment uh, wages are rising, they're not keeping up with the pace of inflation, but are there some positive signs that, hey, it might not be a soft landing, but a recession might just be, a, uh, you know, a couple quarters? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I expect the market to end higher than we are today. Um, however, that doesn't mean we can't go lower in the short term, but at the end of the day, from this point going forward, I'm, I, am, I am on the bullish side because there is still a lot of liquidity out there. The Fed is tapering, but they haven't taken the punch bowl completely away. And I do feel that the worst is behind us. Now, I think it's gonna be a little lumpy. It's gonna be a little bumpy. Inflation's going to continue to affect the consumer. Uh, and the Fed has created this dangerous game for themselves by trying to time and size uh, the rate hikes appropriately. So, but the, at the end of the day, I honestly feel that the worst is behind us. Yeah, and if you look at, I know we are gonna talk about a couple individual names that you're looking at. Are there any specific sectors out there that you're looking at with your dry powder that would probably be uh, the first ones to kind of react to maybe a bottoming out in the market? Yeah, I mean, the energy narrative, you know, as the energy narrative continues to pivot to clean energy, I do feel that one of the best sources of clean energy is nuclear power. And that's why, you know, Cameco is one of the companies that we like because uranium is the fuel that's needed for nuclear power plants and reactors. Russia happens to be the major exporter of uranium, but they're in the middle of a war and they're currently being canceled by the rest of the world. So Cameco is in a great position to take advantage because they happen to be the largest uranium miner in North America. 
Plus, the, the Biden administration launched a $6 billion credit program to help save nuclear plants while they're struggling with rising costs. Yeah, and you look at that company, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, performed better than most, only down about 5%. It seems like it's got a base around $20, $21. If you look at this space, and it seemed like, you know, just even a few years ago, everybody was moving away from nuclear energy due to the, uh, you know, the environmental impact potential there. But this is one of the cleanest energy sources out there. So do you see more investment coming into that space due to the fact that, hey, it might be more readily available, uranium might, and I know this is a Canada-based company, that, hey, if they can figure out some way to innovate in this space to make it safer, that this might be, you know, the fuel of the future. Yeah, I mean, nuclear power has been around for a long time. When we take a look at solar, it's more on the, the newer end of, you know, the, of, uh, I guess, like, um, you know, power sources that are not fossil fuel generated. So nuclear power, you know, there's a lot of power plants out there. I think with, you know, as I mentioned, the Biden administration launched that credit program to get these plants up to date, uh, more resource so that they can implement, you know, better technology, upgrade their power grids inside the nuclear power plant. And you're right, it is the cleanest energy source as long as we're doing our due diligence and, and watching and making sure that we don't have any type of, obviously, nuclear disasters or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it is the cleanest. So I, I like the space. And as you mentioned, I feel that we have found a, a relative floor around that $20 price for this stock. And as the narrative becomes more clean energy, this is one of the least talked about energy sources. So I think it has room to grow. All right, and the next stock you got here, Tony, is Generac. Uh, now, when I saw this in your notes, it's off about 39% so far this year. So it's been in a downtrend with the overall market. But then I read some short report out of Spruce Point the other day saying that there might be 40 to 50% downside. There were some analysts that came out immediately and said, no, those are already built in. Uh, this was a pandemic winner. Uh, maybe there's some investigations. But why do you like Generac? It seems like when you build a new house or build anything, you've got to have backup uh, as far as an energy source. Uh, is this why you like it or uh, is there another reason? Yeah, I mean, based on our lackluster energy policies and ultimately our aging power grid, I expect more rolling blackouts to be a common occurrence again this summer, unfortunately. And Generac, you know, they specialize in that residential and commercial natural gas, propane, and solar generators. And I, at the end of the day, I feel that families and businesses are really going to invest in backup power solutions to protect themselves against unreliable power grids. You know, this stock was between four and $500 last summer during the rolling blackouts. We haven't heard that many, you know, news about rolling blackouts. So this is the time to get in it because when you start hearing about the blackouts and people start funneling towards these generating companies, you're you're going to be maybe a little bit too late. I think it's a great entry point. And if you watch TV, Generac is doing a lot of uh, advertising. So they know that their product is good. They know that their product is needed. And I, again, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people want to protect themselves against, you know, unreliability for power. Yeah, just got a new house, Tony. Uh, looked at Generac and got the backup generator. 
So I get what you're talking about there. Uh, appreciate the rundown on those two stocks. Uh, Tony, have a great day. Thank you. All right, that's Tony Zabigala, uh, Chief Operations Officer and Senior Wealth Advisor at Strategic Wealth Partners.